Welcome to Ronin Radio. This is Michael Sky here with Hans Komein, still in the south of Brazil, riding out the pandemic and absolute paradise. Today we talk about the phenomenon, the, what I would say is an increasing phenomenon of human beings diagnosing each other with uh, psychological disorders. It's very common to hear a man say that his ex was a psychopath and he doesn't realize like how he didn't see it in the beginning. We talk about this phenomenon and the challenges of men and women in relationships and the ways that we ourselves might be psychopaths or creating psychopaths. It's a fun conversation today and also one that draws from the honor window work oh man the waves were beautiful this morning the beach was beautiful where were you michael sky yeah i slept in i was up uh most of the night i was uh yeah you know i was dealing with some situations one was i was watching this uh this two hour long video on youtube about a a guy who he was going into detail about how his ex-wife was a psychopath and she had is he a doctor she had been prostituting himself herself herself uh throughout the marriage for his account to, yes for his account and sleeping with other guys as soon as like 24 hours after they said they were getting serious or being in a committed relationship and uh, and he was going through, you know, documenting it, and he said that his his analysis was supported by, you know, a doctor and all this sort of thing. And so I was I was dealing with that, and I was also dealing with a family member who's in a kind of a scary situation, and she feels like uh, that she's dealing with a you know a landlord who's crazy, and she's scared of the landlord. And she had her tires slashed recently. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whenever anyone tells me about someone in their life who is crazy, but especially when they get, when they use these psychological labels, yes, like sociopath, psychopath, oh. I, I, I instantly doubt it. And I also become curious. <clears throat> I become curious. Because from the work I've done with my with the honor window over so many years, um, what I see over and over and over and over again is that on the other side of our judgments, mm-hmm. not only does the other person look crazy, but we make them crazy. The self fulfilling prophecy. Yes, it's like we we imprison them in the in the jail of our judgments and inside of that jail like that's all how we see them it makes them crazier i mean maybe they were a little crazy to, to begin with but it makes them continuously crazier and the same happens on the other side and then both of you do get crazier you both start acting like yes. and there's no agreement about whose reality is right there's both sides would completely disagree about the reality that you're living in yes and it is then also almost like both sides are crazy. And you, won't ne- you will never solve it that way. It's just you're fighting. They're fighting about, like you said, whose reality is more right than the other. 
and uh, and you won't you know you won't win you will you won't solve it so the the challenge for me the thing i want to speak about this morning is that so many guys today you know there's there's the red pill movement which i know you're familiar with with to some extent and this is like a lot of this is like guys it's using the metaphor from the matrix guys taking the red pill meaning they're waking up to the reality of like how society really is how women really are what are the you know like the sexual dynamics yes. based on biology and everything else um and the man should wake up and then and face the facts smell the roses and it's uh i see a similar thing going on that often happens in in any kind of like cultish scenario which is you start becoming kind of like self-righteous in your beliefs about who the evil doers are who's wrong so you see this in like the third wave feminism you see this in black lives matter as a, as a group you see this in uh, the two different political parties in the US you see you know it's a it's it's, a, it's almost like a religion well it's even it goes a, a lot deeper to me and it is i'm going into my philosophy now but it is the whole idea that there's a truth outside you know that is not human made and it's and and so when you when you when you put the cause of something into that world you know it is very disempowering it is very you it, mean when you narrate what the cause is yes. of something when when you narrate that the cause of something is into the is in reality outside of you reality caused it yes uh, uh the world is like this right women are like this right you know it's very like when you put the cause there and you have this this strong narration of truth of how things are then you take an attention and power away from how you want your life to be like what is the world you would like to live in can you focus on your own agency and your creative power that alone you know is a uh, is is very dangerous and it's it's pervasive in the whole society. We think that way. There's there's a binary opposition between how the world is and how we perceive the world. Yes. And everybody thinks this way and the best we can do is we think is we can bridge this and we know how the world really is. When you could at the same time say okay, uh you can have this this discourse of truth but you can also have the discourse of like creativity. How can I shape the world that I want to live in? you know and if guys are telling uh women are like this what they do is they they take away their very own agency yes. or they they deal with their own lack of force they Well in a, in a way they can create women to be like that yes. you know if and i think this is just the the case that a lot of guys are far less emotional than females i don't think i'm revealing any great uh, mysteries of the universe there but not only do they happen to be and i and i think this is borne out like as it is a big generalization but that uh on the big five uh you know personality scale that neuroticism is generally much higher in females just meaning the ability to be affected by negative emotion and um but they're also tend to be far more adept at talking about emotions about dealing in an emotional world and i think for a lot of guys that's scary and guys will you know to deal with women they'll just be in their they'll stay in their head don't get in that feel that scary feeling world 
And they also have a sense she can, you know, she can totally take control of me there if I, if I go into feeling stuff. Um, and, you know, poor women are uh, living in a reality where, like, their whole world is emotional. And he never goes there. He's just in his head. And it's, like, so frustrating, you know? Like, like and I think, and, and I've, I'm speaking from personal experience because um, the longest committed relationship that I had, you know, was with a woman who was very uh, feminine, very emotional, and um, very, very, very much in her feelings, in her body, and in her emotions. And she was so frustrated with me. Like, she would... She, we'd be ha having like a fight or an argument, and to her, it's a, it's, 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 it's emotional and it's a fight or an argument. And me, I'm a hundred percent in my head, and I'm solving problems and I'm reasoning and I'm, I'm not affected in the least bit, you know. And she, like that fact alone probably drove her mad, of course. you know, probably drove her uh, to yeah, become more the, and more emotional. The experience of the women there is that you're not, you, you don't want to meet her, you know. Yes. And in and, and some parts, she just tries to make me emotional to get me to react so she knows, so she has some sense of reality. Like, okay, he loves me. Or, okay, this is true and this is not true. Like, it, because I'm not meeting her with any kind of feelings, for her it was like she can't even get a barometer for what's true about what I think or feel or what's right or wrong or what reality is. And... uh This was this was something that really took me a long time to to really comprehend. And as I did my honor window work over the years, I more and more and more and more understood this situation that women tend to face with men. And and men on the other side, it's very easy for them to um, label women and or their ex as crazy or even to give them the psychological diagnosis of sociopath, psychopath, whatever. Mm. Yeah, because if you're not met emotionally in any way, you know, it's spiraling down. You know, it's going to get worse and worse and worse and worse until one is a psychopath and the other is a serial killer. You know? <laughs> and, you know, she starts feeling like, am I crazy here? Am I crazy that I'm the only one that feels things? Like she starts believing that she's crazy too, you know? And that makes her more crazy, you know? And it's this uh, this thing that just uh, multiplies out. So um, even the fact I remember at a very young age that I would hate it when people, they say something is happening. Why is this happening? And they say, well, why is this person doing that? Oh, because he's crazy or because she's crazy. And I would always think, how does that explain any further what just happened? You know, as if, you know, the, 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 the being of that person explains the being. Like crazy is what you see in the behavior. It's not the explanation of that behavior, you know, unless you go to a... Well, if they are technically... Yes, uh, if you go crazy. to that, you know, but, <laughs> right. but people go, oh, that person is crazy. Yeah. They, they say, they're not, they're not doctors. Right. Oh, they're crazy. And I'm thinking, what... Fuck, this, this, the logic of that completely escapes me. I'm like... It's, it's, in a way, it's just a way of uh, not having to think about it anymore. Yeah, as if this is now solved, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah, so... 
it's it's that's crazy man I never uh one you know I, I I don't take sides in those situations and I and I don't believe that the the best outcome is generated by taking sides but you're inclined to you know like for example if a family member if they're in danger and then they feel they're in danger and you're not like validating their reality you're not going along with their reality they're going to feel like you're not an ally you know and and this goes along with what's going on in america right now you know where basically black the black lives matter camp is saying if you're not with us, you're against us. And being an ally means 100% validating our reality and not uh, questioning it. And so it becomes like this the true belief dynamic where you're either part of the cult or, or you're against it. Yeah, I think that's maybe a great, uh, a great place where you can distinguish friendship from real allyship. And friendship being you're on my side, yes. whereas being an ally is you, you you think of the greater good and you don't take sides. You do not take a side. In a way, you really do. You, in reality, you're taking both people's sides uh -huh. for the best situation, but you're not taking their position for one against the other. Yes, you are standing for both, but to both sides, it looks like you're on the other side. Yes, it looks like you're with the enemy. You know, it's like the the chief between two. Uh, can we say Indians still? <laughs> yeah. The, uh, Where is that bad now? Yeah, yeah. Well, I said it. Okay. Yeah, racist. <laughs> the chief between two Indians. Ooh, also. <laughs> I know, Michael. Fuck. Well, but you know, we're he's not boys. taking. He's not uh, taking we're the side. Boys, we play cowboys and Indians. Exactly. And that's what you call. I them. always. The... I always wanted to be the Indian. Uh-huh. Not, no. oh, not the cowboy? Yeah. Uh -huh. And because uh, my father had explained to me, you know, that the cowboys had taken the land of the Indians. Well, there's this saying, like, you have too many chiefs and not enough Indians. Right? <laughs> so, so everyone wants to be the boss, in other words. But the chief would take neither side. He has both people in their heart. Right. This is what we talked about on previous, and, uh... previous podcasts, where the, the, the chief is acting as... He's taking all of his people into his heart and he's trying to resolve the situation, not just for one of those people, but for his whole community, for his whole family. And uh, yeah, that's what the honor window work is, is. It's like chief leadership. But right. that's a great definition of, uh, or a great way to define how, what it means to be an ally, is to not take either side of a, of a judgment. Not take e either side of an argument. Not to just flat agree with someone's judgments yes. as well. You know, and this, this can come, like if anyone has doubts about this or wants to explore this, you, do, you, you facilitate the honor window enough times. Yes. And, and you start off and the, and the one person is telling you, um, you know, my father, or let, since we're talking about women, let's say, you know, my mom, she was an abuser. She was... I'm trying to think of like really harsh judgments where you're like, oh, you know, like yes. in, in, in your mind as the guy facilitating, you're just imagining yes. 
all this terrible raging stuff, you know, and then you get into like, what's an example of her being X, being this judgment. And you find out it's something like very mundane yes. compared to the, 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 this, this way the story is being told about that other person. And then you go all the way through. And not only do you see that the, the, the person being judged has judgments of the person you're helping facilitate that makes them look terrible as well. But they're both standing for something mm. beautiful. And so there's two different worlds there. I think it's going to be a bit complicated. <laughs> I'll, I'll give an example. Yes. I had my friend, she lives in uh, Italy, Como, and she was, we talked on the phone. And she was talking about her sister, you know, of how she's insane, her sister, you know. And I noticed like how... By, by the way, I titled this thing, Women Are Not Psychopaths. Yes. For sure, some women are psychopaths and some are insane, but... Some men are too. Yes. And... Uh... So anyway, <laughs> I interrupted your story. And, uh, and she was talking about her sister. And I noticed like the friend in me in the past would, would be, would, would sympathize and whatever. And now the ally in me does almost the opposite. As soon as I hear that, I'm thinking, oh, okay, you know, you're judging her. Your sister must be judging you, you know, and I feel way more like I want to, I want to make a stand for her also. I say, well, when I hear this, I, I, I know what's going on, yes. you know, and I'm not going to say yes. You're, Which is really you're difficult because one, once it's gone to that point, it's often that the judgment has, has excused the really bad behavior of the one to the other. Yes. And they and 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 they believe that the other is this terrible person. Why would you want to help yes. this other person, this evil person? You know? And it's uh Yeah, and her and like and I say this and I and I I, I, I talk to her on, on the level of what's going on when we judge someone and and she's coming back with give me all kinds of proof while her sister is, you know, and I'm like and you can see that's a completely different way of thinking. I notice in myself, you know, because it would be easy to agree with her. Whereas right now, as wanting to show up as an ally, when I see someone judging uh, so strongly, you know, I, I know that something is up there in the relationship that goes beyond, you know, is she right or is she wrong, you know. And I want to make that stand. And it's a complete different way of, of listening and being with someone than, uh, than being a friend. Because the friend would agree. Yes. And the ally disagrees in a way, or the, the ally, the ally doesn't just agree, doesn't take a stand. Yeah. It doesn't take a, a side position, either against. one of the, yeah, I, I distinguish between a stand and a position. And, uh, I think I first heard this distinction in, uh, uh, the, some of the landmark work I did years and years ago. And basically I, I can't remember how they distinguished it, but the way I think of it is you stand for something, mm -hmm. but you take a position against something. Mm -hmm. And it's your position is made up of your conclusions about what's true, what's not true, who's right, who's wrong, what's right, what's wrong, what the solution is, what the solution is not. So it's this very kind of like mm -hmm. get defended, defensive in it, and you're ready for battle. And uh, just you taking that posture... Showing up in someone's world with your position, even though it's just in your brain, they can feel it. Mm -hmm. And then they begin to take a position. Right. 
uh, even if it's not articulated. Whereas both people are standing for something. So if you can come in and, and, and this is what we do with the, the honor work, come in and um, you, you get present to like what they're facing and what they're standing for. It's almost in like in a different dimension. Yes. The position exists in one dimension and the stand exists in the other dimension. Well, what, what I've seen in my experience of the, of the honor work is this. You've got an argument, you know, and judgments go back and forth, arguing pro and con, and they, they, you're like this, you know, and it's never going to solve it, ever, ever. In fact, this is all, always going to get worse and worse and worse, unless, and this is what I, what I noticed, when you come with the other work, it's a complete different perspective on the here and now of that argument, you know, a completely different approach, and it's not about, I'm right, I'm wrong. Wow. Tying it back with the beginning. It's not in like accusation and blame and this is how it is. It really is about, honor is not about how things are, but like, what can we do to make this right? So you're not thinking on the level of, oh, they're right and wrong and, and somehow magically we're going to wrong the other into being right and it's going to be solved. No, it's really thinking on the level of, what is the best way here to go forward, you know, independent of who's right or wrong, you know, we're not, you know, it doesn't matter if, if you're, if you're right or wrong, what matters is like how we solve it. And, and honor is moving on that level, you know, is the best way to, to solve an issue, to solve an argument, not through arguing, but through honoring the other, you know, I'm not right. You're not wrong. What matters is that we get along and the way to get along is through honor, not through arguing, you know? So it's so fascinating to me that I see this now happening. Like when my friend is talking to me, I'm seeing that, that argument and I know what to do about it. Whereas before I would be in the argument, you know, and, and somehow assuming that I'm going to solve that through mm -hmm. arguing mm -hmm. and it never happens. Mm -hmm. Never, mm -hmm. never, ever, ever. Are you going to you just don't know how to argue very well? <laughs> You're wrong about that. <laughs> but you're never going to argue it your way out. That The other person is not going to say all of a sudden, oh, wow, thank you. I, you know, thank you for calling me an asshole. I didn't see it that way. I, you're right. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's never going to happen. Yeah. And in fact, not only are you not going to solve it, it is going to get worse and worse and worse and worse unless you start honoring the other. So it's, it's a matter, either you're going to end the relationship or you start honoring each other. Hmm. That's how important it is. Which is, is not as simple as it sounds to start honoring each other. Well, it's yeah, not because, easy, but it is simple. Well, because someone <laughs> could just think, okay, like, okay, I honor this evil person who's uh, been doing all this stuff to me and all this, like, that makes no sense. But uh, rather than just say, okay, start honoring them, the invitation would be to engage with, for example, the honor window work which can have you see this dual reality that's going on, the world that the one person is in and the world that you're in. And, uh, yeah. So now let's go back to women being psychopaths. <laughs> the fuck? Someone's calling me. Stop calling me, people. Uh, Probably a woman. <laughs> psychopath. <laughs> there... Um, you know, it's a tragedy how most romantic relationships end like that. <clears throat> yes. In total judgment. You know, they start off like in, in 
love and the other person is the, the savior, the, the, the most beautiful woman ever, the, you know, all of this. And, uh, and then you, you end and like the other person is like killed off. They were terrible. They were this, they were that. And, uh, yeah, this is, this is one of the things that seems insane. To me. Yes. If nothing else, now imagine that you do this. Imagine if that seems crazy. Exactly. That's the crazy. <laughs> imagine we are the psychopaths. Yes. Human human beings if you, are psychopaths. If you if you think that that person is is the angel and then later you think that person is the devil, doesn't shouldn't you question your own judgment? <laughs> yeah. You know, your your own world. Reality, yeah. Did you not, you know, if you thought they were like the savior and now they're uh, like the devil? Uh, does this keep repeating itself? <laughs> Maybe you're a psychopath. Yes. I uh, know it's that person. <laughs> yes. They went from being an angel to a devil. Yes. That's a pretty radical transformation. Yes. <laughs> Fuck. So. Yeah, the only constant in, in all of your fucked up relationships. Is you. It's you. <laughs> Fuck. Yes. Mm, it's life or death, people. You know. It's so sad. I, I, this speaks really to me because it's so sad because I see so many relationships and they could be great together, you know, and, and they start distancing, they start putting each other in prisons, you know, and, and, and otherwise that could have been a great relationship. And now they're, they're, they're going to break up yes. and they're going to hate that person yes. forever. And they could be in each other's life forever. If they would just, if they would just, it's, it's simple, but it's not easy. If they would see the prison of judgment that they're making for themselves, for the other. And if they would see how the other world could save them, you know, could save their soul, that relationship. I know you want to say something. I want to elaborate a little bit more. So take your time. <laughs> so they, if they would see that, that through the honor work, and do it, <laughs> it's, it's fitting that you start snoring during the honor work, you know, that was developed by my friend, Michael Sky. <laughs> <laughs> if they would see like what a, what a magical power they have with the honor work to keep that relationship, you know, the, the, the life style could change. They could be lovers, but whatever, but that would be saved. Or if it has gone sour, you could save that. You could salvage that relationship, but you, you wouldn't know of it. You know, the honor work. <laughs> so not only is it like, Hey, maybe we're all insane. If we're starting off, thinking someone is is incredible and then th these people that come into our life turn out to be devils ain't from angel to devil angel to devil hey maybe we are crazy yes. well not only that imagine we're making the other people crazy yes we're turning all these angels into psychopaths yes maybe maybe we're, they're not just becoming psychopaths by themselves we're turning them into psychopaths yes. So I wanted, to, I wanted to just reflect that back. And all of this is not to say that there's not some people who fit this definition of psychopath. But I really, my intuition is that there's far fewer people that just belong in this, this completely other world. Like the way that this guy was talking about psychopaths. Because there's psychopath literature out there. The whole world of psychology is not a science like the physical sciences. It's still, we're still trying to figure out. I like it all to think we're, they're all made. All the psychopaths are made. You have a baby psychopath? I think we're all made psychopaths with our judgment. Imagine that. That's a good thinking avenue. 
I'm I'm quite sure, like I'm quite convinced that there are some people far more predisposed to being that through you know inborn yeah, traits. Not not, not very helpful types. thought to me. Not a very helpful thought. Well, it's <laughs> I think it's something worth being aware of that there could actually be psychopaths out there, you know, whether they were born or made, that there are actually some people out there who don't give a fuck and they will plan your destruction. You know? And it's Especially for people who consider themselves good people, you're empathetic, you're intelligent. You would, you you might not realize that there are people out there who operate completely differently. I'm still alive, but but I'm much more on the side that there's far fewer of those than we think, because our our perception is skewed because we don't realize how we turn people into psychopaths mm-hmm. in a way, and and our own way of being psychopathic. Um, in a sense, through our judgments. I just thought maybe you were psychopath. Well, I probably am. Fucking way too naive. Damn. Yes. yes. But, you know, another thing I want to share is that uh, a lot of women, I think, after some traumatic experiences with in relationship with men, that how they can see that there's so many more male psychopaths in the sense of like, men being detached from their emotions and they're just out there and they're right. sleeping with whoever and they're doing whatever they want, getting their own way. And they're, and they're not emotional. They must be psychopaths. Like men are psychopaths, you know, whereas to men who've had these, you know, blow ups with women, their version of a psychopath is like females, man. So emotionally manipulative and just wow, creating all these stories and blah, all this. There's like, see, I can see how totally in men's world, to a lot of men, women just appear generally as psychopaths. I don't even know what a psychopath is. I just know what is a well, psychopath. Psychopaths, a good sign of a psychopath is not knowing what a psychopath is. Because he doesn't introspect, you know, he doesn't like look within. He just, uh, he just goes out being psychopathic. So you might want to look that up. A good definition of being a psychopath is he just goes out being psychopathic. That's great, man. <laughs> no, no. A sign. That's a sign. That's not a definition. It's a sign of yes, a psychopath. Yes, yes. He's yes. doing psychopathic things. <laughs> yes. What are those things? Well, they were just things that a psychopath does. Exactly. I'm just quoting uh, the internet, okay? Um, I saw it on the internet. It must be yes, right. Yes, yes. Genghis Khan quote. It's great. So, women are not psychopaths, except when they are. (laughs) 